I don't know, girl. I don't know. I'm going to give y'all a, a pre-warning and an after-warning. So I'm going to give y'all another warning, but I'm giving y'all a warning now. This next one minute and 42 seconds is probably going to be the worst fucking audio you've heard on standard definition besides the first episode. <laughs> so please don't click off. I need y'all to listen. Thank you. Ooh, hey, bitches. Hey, bitches. Welcome back to Standard Definition, where we talk about the now, the before, and the motherfucking later, all presented in Standard Definition. Yes, this has been, what, June 24th, July 24th, August 24th. So, June to July, July to August, roughly two months. No, actually, two fucking months. In between now and the last episode that you guys see on Apple, Spotify, wherever y'all stream on Hypex at, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but I promise y'all that... I, I took a stab at attempting to record an episode in between June 24th and today being August 25th, but it just, I don't know, it just wasn't conducive to what I wanted in my life at the time, and it just, I don't know, I also didn't have, I didn't have what I was talking about in that episode figured out, like, I was still going through the shit that I had made that episode about, so I just didn't feel comfortable with uploading it and having it set a precedent that really wasn't it at the time, because things are, are things change on a daily here, here at standard definition. Things change on the daily here at standard definition, shall I say. So today's gonna be today's gonna be a juicy fucking episode, girl. I got a lot to say about the girls on social media. I got a lot to say about the girls walking these streets. I got a lot to say about the girls here, there, in the Serengeti, and Ten by Two, all over there in the Philippines. We got a lot. It's gonna be a juicy fucking episode. So without further ado, let's dive in. Okay, so excuse that audio from that first clip, and honestly, excuse this audio moving forward. Uh, I don't know. I'm just today. I just didn't want to wait until I was able to get my equipment to be able to record because it's just like I've missed out on creating some bomb ass episodes because I just like, oh, I'm gonna wait till tomorrow, or for continuity purposes, I'm gonna wait until a day where it falls and it'll make it like even on a on a scheduling basis, like. No, girl, we about to fucking record, and we about to just, we about to just, we about to just record, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. So, y'all already know how I start off every fucking episode, let's talk about me, because it's about me, right? It's about me. So, let's talk about me. Where have I been? What have I been doing? My life. And I only really rarely give these, up. not rarely, rarely is a fucking understatement, I only really give these updates when... I take a longer, no, I lie, I give an update like this every episode because I'm narcissistic, um, I'm egocentric, I'm self-centered, I'm full of myself, and those are good things, those are good things, those can be bad things though, so don't take me saying like, oh, those are good things, and be like, oh, like, it's okay to be those things, it's okay to be those things if they're like, I don't know, if it's in like a fruitful way for you, if it's if it's serving you and not harming anyone else, it's wonderful to be egocentric, it's wonderful to be self-centered, narcissistic, whatever, whatever, but when it comes into, you know, play, hurting someone else, then that's when it just becomes the negative, connotated, narcissistic, egocentric. So yeah, let's talk about me. Where have I been? I've been in North Carolina, still. Not miserable, but on this miserable scale one side being miserable, one side being obnoxiously and uncomfortably happy, not knowing why. Because there really isn't much to 
physically intangibly be happy about right about now there really there, there really isn't the only things that i'm happy about are the things that are going to come in the future i'm hopeful about the future and my present day there isn't much for me to be happy about so let's just run down what's been happening since june um Okay, June 24th, that was in the middle. All right, I was still, I probably had just, was about to start my new job or whatever. Lost that job and I lost that job probably like a month later or whatever. So for the last month, I've just been on this like job hunting, trying to get back to work from home where I was at the beginning of the year. That is just one whole stressor in itself. And then outside of that, I've just been trying to navigate growing up as a man uh, taking our bad habits out of my life because ultimately I know my life isn't going to fully change in the way I want it until, until I take everything out of my life that is an issue, whether it be something that is, you know, tangible, intangible, I'm whatever, whatever. If it's a negative interference, it's never going to get me to where I want to be. And I can sit there and talk about it until I'm blue in the face. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to get here. I want to get there. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But at the end of the day, these things that I'm doing that I know that are bad for me, they're subconsciously taking away from the things that I want that are good in my life. So as of right now, we just, we just working on really trying to tighten up, buckle down and just start being consistent and becoming an adult in their mid-20s. I'm out of my mid-20s yet, but in three years, I'll be in my mid-20s. In two years, I'll be in my mid-20s. So we really trying to get this generational wealth together. We really trying to get this, 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 this savings together. We really trying to get these businesses together. We really trying to get these investments together. So that way, when I turn 30, and I'm over that hill, the gay hill, whatever. I'm one foot in the gay graveyard. I'll have something. I'll have a legacy. I'll have, I'll, have, I'll have already built a legacy for myself. I'll have already have a name for myself, whether it be in fashion, whether it'll, it'll be in pop culture, whether it be in, in homing goods and the selling of candles and shit. I'll have established a name because I'll have actually put that work in. But right now, I'm just... I'm just really, really trying to work on not letting outside outside things interfere with the things that I'm dealing with in my head. Because the things that I'm dealing with in my head aren't the things that people ever know that I'm dealing with. The things that I feel in my head, I never verbalize and talk about. It's only usually written down on a pen with a paper or spoken through avenues like this, where I'm talking to myself, but other people can hear. Like, nobody's directly being spoken to, but if you wanted to click on and hear my struggles, my successes, my pain, my stressors, everything in between, you can do that. I don't like to ever subject someone to my personal issues because it's just, I don't know, it just never gave that. It never, never gave that. So besides me and taking that journey on myself and working towards getting a better job, a job that I deserve, other than that, it's just been like, I've just been trying to navigate my love life in the most appropriate way because I feel like as I as I move as I move forward and getting to meet new people and you know I meet people 365 days a year some of some of them I like as a friend some of them I'm attracted to some of them I just don't see it for it but every 365 days I meet new people so I'm never ever avoiding that but I'm learning how to navigate through other people's opinions because they're still a part of me that feels like when I have something down and I speak on it and it's spoken against, 
I have a knee-jerk reaction to just be aggressively, like, I don't know, uncomfortable with someone else's truth or opinion or whatever, or whatever, or whatever, whatever, what have you. So, as far as, like, my love life, I'm really, 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 like, I don't know. I thought, like, I thought after dealing with my ex-boyfriend and, um... Feeling like I've kind of dealt with the worst someone could make me feel like and also feel like I kind of took that journey of knowing how to navigate through people that I like or knowing my self-worth, knowing what I tolerate and what I don't tolerate. I really, really thought that he was that person that God put in my life to make me realize and understand those things. But as I meet newer people, I still don't understand and I'm not fully adept at navigating through other people's emotions but I don't want to have that be the reason why I don't surround myself around people because it's it's really 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 it's really 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 hit or miss with me it's yes or no it's black or fucking white it's never really a middle ground so it's either I'm gonna fuck with you the hard way or the long way or I'm not gonna fuck with you at all like I just can't like it's it's so hard for me to be in the middle ground in whatever realm in life is the reason being is because I'm a thinker. I'm an overthinker. So when I'm in this middle ground, it's leaving me room to think about what if or what if not. I'm going to have a freak out fucking conniption. It's going to be fucking, it's just going to be too much for me. So yeah, we just learned how to deal with people. We're actually learning how to deal with people and learning how to deal with people is so straining on the mental, because you also have to go through a process within yourself. You have to go through a process while going through a process with somebody else. So it's two processes going on. Both are being tolerated. Both aren't really the nth degree of like pressure, but it's just like to deal with that. And then you got to deal with your own emotions through dealing like, it's just like you really, 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 really meeting new people, getting to know new people, whether you're getting to know them as a friend, whether you are checking them, is not for the weak or the faint of heart because you really have to induct people into the DeAndre McNabb hall of this is who the fuck I am. You really have to induct people into your life. You have to, you have to make people okay with who the fuck you are as a person or it's never going to mesh well or whatever, 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 or whatever. And ultimately, where I'm going to end that point off is that I spent 22 years, 21 years of my life roughly feeling like I didn't have to change for anything or anybody or any process. And that's why I'm not where I want to be. That's why I'm not doing what I want to do. Because every time I'm posed with a situation where I have to change something about myself, change an opinion, change my behavior, change my energy, I feel like that's too much of a compromise for me. But ever since like this past year, it's really, really been like rocky or whatever. So it's like I'm working through that. I'm learning and I, I, I can say in another three, four months, I'll be so much better than where I am now. And then in a year from now, I'll be so much better. Like I'm always going to be like I'm, it's, it's always going to be worse before it gets better. But I'm always going to be better in general. Like I'm never going to be in a state of like worse. Like it's never going to be worse. It's always going to be better, but it's going to be worse before it's better. If y'all get what I'm saying. So, yeah. Um, enough talking about me. Because this is probably the longest time I've talked about me. But I'm just like, I don't know. I'm going through a lot in my head right now. And I don't know. I probably should have did a better job at jotting them down. But it's just like, when you got them thoughts in your head. Especially when they deep in there. It's really, 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 really hard for you to put it down on paper in a formal way. Or for you to, like, try to, I don't know, make it. Like, I don't know, I'm not going to say get revenue off of it, but like, 
make it into like a Hollywood thing. Like I don't know, make it to make it into a production. It's hard. I'm trying. It's hard. It's hard trying to pr- produce my feelings because my feelings are my feelings. But yeah. So without further ado, let's really let's really really get into the episode because I really got some fucking things to talk about. I really got some things to talk about. I really got some fucking things to talk about. So first thing on the docket. Welcome to the political corner. Welcome to the motherfucking political corner. And I already told y'all in the last episode that I really wasn't going back down on putting at least one piece of information from the political corner in every episode because it's the political corner. This this podcast was built off of politics, goddammit. I'm a politician, goddammit. So at the end of the day, when I started this podcast, I started in I started in October 2020 election day. It was literally the president was about to be elected, and that's what fueled me to just all right do everything, buy everything. Because ever since what 2017, when my 11th grade academic advisor told me I should have a podcast. Hey, Miss Lauren, if you're listening, she told me I should have a podcast because I just have so much to say, and she told me it should be. What matters with McNatters? McNatter, McNatt being my last name, McNatter is rhyming with matters. Something cute, something kitschy, something campy. But I didn't ride on that because it was someone else's idea and thought, and it didn't have a, it didn't have an infrastructure under it. It just had a name, and I'm big on establishing the brand before you establish the brand name. You need your brand identity before you have your brand name. The name is the least of the worries because if you sit in a room with people who are trying to buy your product and the only thing that you can define is the name and they say, okay, so what does X, Y, and Z mean? And you're just like, well, well, well. No, you need to have your identity down, baby. So, yeah. Politics. Welcome to the political corner. The one and only thing on the docket today, baby, is student loan forgiveness. I am about to be forgiven for up to what twenty thousand dollars, and I'm only four k in the hole, baby. This is amazing. This is amazing. And what I'm gonna do basically is really, really break down. Both sides of the student loan forgiveness um, pasture, shall I say. It's really, really a pasture. So I'm going to break it down. I'm, 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 I'm going to break it down for you guys. I'm going to break it down for you guys. There's, there, there are two sides of it. There are two sides of it. But f- no, okay. First, before I explain the two sides, because there are two opinionated sides. So you really got to know the gist of the Biden-Harris administration student that early plan, period. So part one is the final extension of the student loan repayment pause. And that's due to the, this is on the financial aid website, by the way, citing, citation. Cite your sources, goddammit. Cite your fucking sources. So it says part one, the final extension of the student loan repayment pause. It says due to the economic challenges created by the pandemic, the Biden-Harris administration has extended the number of Extended the student loan repayment pause a number of times because if there's no one with a federally held loan had to pay a single dollar in loan payments since President Biden took office. Actually, I haven't had to pay a loan payment since I got out of school. So deferment. Thank you for that. But to ensure a smooth transition to repayment and prevent unnecessary defaults, the Biden-Harris administration will extend the pause a final time. Through December 31st, 2022, with payments resuming in January of 2023. 
You don't need to do anything as far as the extend um, the extra extension. It'll automatically apply for the people who are already in deferment or whatever, 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 whatever. Now, the really, really meets the bread and the butter of this whole student loan relief thing is providing targeted debt relief to low and middle income families. And how they are going to do that is to smooth the transition back to repayment and help borrowers at highest risk of delinquencies or default once payments resume, the U.S. Department of Education will provide up to $20,000 in debt cancellation to the Pell Grant recipients with loans held by the Department of Education and up to $10,000 in debt cancellation to non-Pell Grant recipients. You are eligible for this relief if your individual income annually is less than $125,000 or $250,000 for households, which is like, bitch, you're basically rich if you make that much, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the gist of it. And there are two sides to this ungodly argument because why are we, why are we arguing that student loan are you know being forgiven is beyond me it will always be beyond me granted it's going to create some type of ripple effect in the economy years later but i will much rather have to deal with paying extra taxes i don't know having to see things change around the city that i'm in in the municipality or whatever 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 then to stay out of school for another four years because I can't afford to pay back 4K because I have other things to deal with. So, yeah, one side of the argument are people like, oh, like, yeah, we're happy. Why are y'all mad? And then the other side are just mad Republicans, mad mad conservatives, mad, just mad. Oh, if they took out the loan, why should, why should they repay it? This is the same fucking argument I had with the Roe v. Wade situation about bored white politicians. I hate Bored white politicians. Because what happens is when you're in politics, it ain't nothing moving, and you're bored. What you're gonna do? You gonna start going into history books, going over shit that has been been already smoothed over, i.e., Roe v. Wade, and then overturning said things that have been set as a precedent for decades. What are y'all problems? What are y'all issues? It's just like pointless for these conservative people to try to be arguing that canceling student loans is a hindrance. How is it a hindrance? Everybody whose student loans are canceled and they're covered in full can go back to school and make something of themselves. We can go back to school and add more money into the economy. Like, y'all know, like, it's just like, maybe I'm not thinking right. At the end of the day, my love and my, my, my fire for politics only goes but so long. It only takes me but to a certain avenue. And then I can't get past that street. Because I can't get into the deep, deep embedded opinions of these politicians. I'll legitimately go insane. I'll go insane trying to figure out why these people are targeting low and middle income families. It's like, girl, y'all aren't the shit that y'all have to say. The shit that y'all want to do will never affect the people that y'all like. It'll never affect the company that y'all decide that y'all want to keep. That's just the gist of it. It's always the palm colored individuals. You palm-colored, neo-Nazi-ass motherfuckers. And at the end of the day, I don't care about somebody that's black that's going to come on here and say, oh, you're being racist. Because at the end of the day, if I'm talking about a white person or whatever, whatever, or whatever, whatever, or any hate or fucking aggravation I have towards a white person, I have every 
fucking right to feel any animosity towards any fucking white person because at the end of the day, the same the, the same reason why they try to make or the same reason why they try to seem and make like like oh black people in the way that they act, it's generational exactly. So I'm never going to not actually have some thought in the back of my head to think that this random white person ain't gonna dog me out on some prejudice type shit. So at the end of the day, black people can be prejudiced, black people can be racist, but at the end of the day, let's take a shot. Okay, pause. Let's take a shot for how many times I say at the end of the day, period. But it's like, I I just, I'll, I'll never get it. I'll never get conservative white politicians i'll never never get it i'll never get it in yeah it's really really not for me to get we'll be here all day talking about this we'll really be because it doesn't make sense so that's why i don't put the political corner and i know i just lost my train of thought when i told y'all to take a shot after after every time and i'm gonna hear it in a recording because i just was really on a topic and then my dumbass scatterbrained mind is just going to tell me in order of urgency to tell the, the listener to take a shot when I know nobody's going to be drinking versus continuing my thought. And I'm really trying to talk right now so I can get my thought out of my head. I hate when I fucking do that because I really was on a roll with jelly right now. Like, this is really killing me. So what was I saying? What was I fucking 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 saying? Was I fucking saying? DeAndre, get it together. Pseudo forgiveness. Um, Roe v. Wade. White politicians, bored white politicians. Okay, I'm done. I'm lost. It's gone. The thought is gone. But at the end of the day, take a shot right there. And also at the end of the day, take another shot. But also at the end of the day, take a third shot. But y'all get the gist of what I'm saying. Y'all get the gist of what I'm trying to like make my issue with the whole student loan, whatever, whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm just about to back out of the political corner. And let's get into the next topic. Let's get into some more like... Shay roomy neighborhood talky like pop culturally sound topics. Why not? So the first thing on the docket, and I don't want to talk about it, but everybody keeps talking about it, is Onika. And well, first of all, it turned it, it really just turned into something deeper. It really just turned into something deeper. I can't, I can't honestly, and I'm not for the love of God going to look up what is actually happening between Nikki and Megan. I am not going to do that because I think it is, it's borderline pathetic. It's really, really pathetic that people are so fucking invested in nothing. Nothing is legitimately happening between these people. And everybody wants to sit there. These Both of these bitches rap about being upfront, being direct. Oh, I'm that bitch, that bitch, this, this bitch, that. But y'all both are like trading blows through music, subcon, like, like, like subtweetedly. Like y'all both are indirectly. Y'all are in the industry. Y'all have made music together. Y'all could have talked. This didn't need to become a women be women thing. And that's the thing with these small minded, pigeon brain fucking people in the industry. Y'all let these situations go by the wayside and then they blow up in y'all face and then y'all can't do work with these people ever again because y'all didn't sit there and let some dumbass situation blow over into fruition. It's just pointless. I can't tell you what happened. Apparently, one of them this the other and another one this the other. I've seen tweets or whatever, whatever. I've kind of heard... I've kind of heard like through word of mouth and through just like listening to like my friend 
watching these queens talk about it. It's just annoying. It's literally annoying because, of course, Super Freaky Girl just came out. Super Freaky Girl just went number one. And the whole big thing is every time Nicki Minaj comes out with something or every time every time a female artist comes out with something it always has to be compared to Nikki or if Nikki comes out with something it always has to be compared to Belkalis it's annoying it's annoying it's annoying at the end of the day these girls okay starting out mundanely they're female rappers categorize them as such but as you move on into years into your career you create your identity your brand tag back to the beginning of the episode once you create your identity and your brand, you kind of branch off into your own avenue. Yeah, we all rap, but we all rap about we all rap about different things. We all have our own own flows, nuances, cadences that differentiate us from the other. So to continuously compare them every time they come out with something is starting to become a horse that was beat to death. Like literally, it's just pointless. So super freaky girl went number one. Snaps to that, but it's kind of like. It's kind of like the whole concept of payola back during the Nikki hate train when everybody was trying to make it seem like Cardi was like, you know, queen payola. Granted, we don't know if she was queen payola or not. Same way we don't have it. I have it to know that Nikki is just, you know, it's just Nikki's give it to her era as Mr. Armand Wiggins stated on his YouTube channel. It's just Nikki's give it to her era. We can't be sure of that either. So it's both sides of the coin. It's not a Nikki or Cardi. It's just a middle ground talking about the industry argument. It's not either or. So like that whole concept of payola that everybody was using against Cardi back during invasion of privacy when invasion of privacy was a good body of work start to finish. And every time I talk about the greatness that Cardi B possesses in whatever it's always everybody always thinks it's in comparison to Nikki. No, it's just a standalone fact that Invasion of Privacy is a great project from start to finish. And then if you want to talk about in comparison to Nicki Minaj, we can say Nicki Minaj hasn't had a cohesive project that I, me, 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 I, or other people for that matter, have enjoyed from start to finish. And you can't count beam me up Scotty because it's just like, that's just like counting something for the the hotties from Megan. I don't feel like you can count things that you already have put out that have already made their mark on pop culture and then try to throw them in a project for coin. It's like, no. It's just like cash grabby. Granted, we know that this is your bread and butter. This is how you make your money, music. But it's just like to sit there and take, to sit there on Megan and Nikki's behalf, to sit there and take music that y'all have already made, freestyles, whatever, throw them on a project and then put them on streaming platforms and then throw like two or three new songs and then try to call it a project. It's not me. It's not me. It's the saturation of music at the end of the day. And that just brings me into... My last topic is, is as far as like Nikki goes and Megan. It's just the music industry in general. Like ever since the Nikki hate train spins and the genuine liking of music and the genuine enjoyment of music, it all has turned into streaming. This is a streaming industry. If you're not getting streams, you're not getting fed at the end of the day. You're not getting endorsements. You're not getting none of that. And it's kind of just pointless because... 
No, you should be able to listen to a song, start to finish, dissect the bar from bar from bar from bar, and then decide whether you're going to support it or whatever. Y'all just learn how to separate the artists from their life. Their life and their art are two different things. Granted, their life inspires their art, but their life and the artistry... The product is two different people. Y'all are so hell-bent on how Nikki is as a person, her fashion, her, 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 the, the way that she speaks, the way that she interacts with her fans. Y'all are so infatuated of, about her as a person that y'all aren't listening to the decline that is Nicki Minaj. Granted, Super Freaky Girl was a great song for Nicki Minaj. Just like Traumazine was amazing for Megan. But they just need to, we just need these things to be amazing in general. We need these things to be amazing in general. And we need to stop making things okay for people. Let's look at music and then put everybody in the category. Is it music? Is it not music? Period. Point blank. Next, the last thing I'm going to speak about it on the whole Nikki and Megan thing. Um, I was kind of going to speak on the Jennifer Huff. Kenneth Petty um, situation. Notice how I didn't throw Nicki Minaj in it. Matter of fact, I'm going to speak on it briefly a little bit while I roll this ganj, 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 la ganja, estranja, darling. Let me speak on that because it's kind of making me mad because that's one, that just ties into my example and, and my explanation as to why I say that people are so infatuated over Nicki that they can't separate the art from, 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 from the person because Jennifer, Jennifer Huff came out and I guess admitted to lying about Kenneth Petty sexually assaulting her, raping her, however you want to word it. And instead of giving Kenneth Petty the grace that y'all been taking away from him, and me included, because it's just like, I didn't get I didn't get it at first, but it really wasn't for me to get. They had a child together. They were, I think, I'm, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're married. So it's like, it wasn't for me to understand but what's for me to understand now is why this lady's coming forward speaking against the allegations she made towards this man. And the first thing everybody's saying, oh, Nikki, this Nikki vindication era. Oh, my God. Nikki deserves an apology. Oh, Nikki will always prevail. It's Nikki, 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 Nikki. This has nothing to do with Onika. It has nothing to do with Onika. Jennifer literally only accused her of what? Um... Basically, the only things that Nicki Minaj was accused with, accused of was tampering with a suspect or like somebody, uh, no, not a suspect, tampering with a victim. Like, like she's a rape apologist and shit that's revolving around that. She didn't have her whole livelihood and basically taken away from her. Being accused of raping someone is huge. It's huge as fuck. And it ain't nothing to be taking, taking lightly. Even... Being accused of sexually assaulting someone is huge as fuck. It's nothing to be taken lightly. So the fact that I'm getting on Twitter and I'm seeing nothing, nothing revolving around Kenneth Petty, nothing revolving around Kenneth Petty, period. Any and everybody should be on their fucking knees apologizing to this man who y'all tried to say couldn't be around his own son because he sexually assaulted someone. Yes. So everybody should be thinking about that versus 
um, apologizing to Nikki about being there for her husband. I'm not applauding fish for swimming, nor am I going to give her flowers for standing by her husband. That's what you're supposed to do. Right or wrong or indifferent, you stand by your husband. That's your husband. And y'all hash out whether he was wrong or not behind closed doors. So what are we saying sorry for? What are we apologizing for? Because at the end of the day, during the time, we didn't know that Jennifer Huff was lying or not. So it was, of course, wrong to be a rape apologist when someone's coming forward, especially during the Me Too movement. You never, never automatically go out and tell someone that something didn't happen to them until you have valid reason. Point blank, period. And I'm done talking about it. I'm done talking about it. I'm done talking about it, period. Next thing I'm going to talk about is Drag Race. Like, literally just Drag Race. Not Drag Race France. Not Drag Race Italia. Not Drag Race Philippines. Drag Race. The Drag Race Cinematic Universe is what I'm going to talk about. Because I feel like after season after season 14 ended, after season 14 ended, and I, I'll even say after UK versus the world ended. Because I was invested in UK versus the world only on the strength of we've just been wanting international all-stars for years. Yes, we have. We have, admittedly. So I was invested to that. But after season 14, World of Wonder said, you get a drag race, you get a drag race, you get a drag race, you get a drag race. This country gets a drag race. This continent gets a drag race. Bitch, drag race gets a spinoff. I can't, I can't, I cannot deal. And it's taking the fun out of way. It's taking the fun away from something that used to take me out of depression, used to bring me away from suicidal thoughts. Y'all have no idea. Y'all have no idea what watching an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race did for me as a 10-year-old child, as an 11-year-old child who was going through suicidal thoughts, who was going through having to be scared to go home because they don't want to deal with the shit that's going in on in their household. That shit would take my attention off of it. I would feel like I'm in a new world. So to have it just be, I'm, it's, it's oversaturation. It's oversaturation. And I don't want to get to a point like, for instance, Drag Race France, I feel like that shit came in with. I can't tell you a damn storyline that happened on that show. I can't tell you a damn runway that happened that wasn't... A popular runway. I'll just call 1212, by the way. But I can't tell you a runway that wasn't a popular runway that was on the Drag Race Twitter. I cannot tell you, like, niche runways from the girls. I barely remember the cast. Drag Race Italia, I barely remember. Granted, I don't even think that came out this year. That came out, like, last year, I think. But it just goes to show y'all really been, like... Bro, I don't even... I can't even tell you when... The shit took a, a turn for the worse. I cannot tell you. But I, what I will tell you, Miss Drag Race Philippines ain't one to fucking play with. They is not one to play with. Them Filipino girls, we on episode three, and each episode from start to finish has not disappointed. And they knew that they wasn't going to disappoint when they gave, when they decided to let Philippines be the first international untucked installment, baby. And let me tell you, untucked, oh my God, untucked Philippines. The girls are really bringing the drama. I can't even stay in my seat right now. I'm so excited. Like, I, I can't wait till tomorrow 
Because they aired they air the episodes on Wednesdays, but they aired her on text on Fridays, which is like, <sighs> like, girl, if you was watching, like, okay, Untucked episode one, Cortazon and Tareen kind of got into it because Precious Paul and Nicole made up a rumor about um, Tareen wanting Cortazon to go home because Cortazon is a passion girl. Granted, the drama that came from that alone over a fucking lie, be fucking for real, bro. Be fucking for real. Like, be fucking for real. And then you get into episode two, and then you get everybody kind of like talking to Brigadine about what's like, what is what is Brigadine's brand? What is Brigadine's brand? And then that kind of segues into Brigadine getting into it with Minty Fresh over her using an issue that Minty and Marina had for like comedic relief at a drag show. But okay, that argument in itself without any background interferences could have like girl, that could have been untucked and it would have been it. But the memes, bro, the memes, it's literally the memes, bro. It's the memes for me. It's literally the memes for me. Like all three episodes between the judges panel cackling at um, what the fuck happened okay so episode three we had the girl group challenge which uh, um what the fuck was it uh pop off i think pop off i think yeah like that was an amazing girl group challenge from start to finish but during the judges critiques i think no during the judges critiques what the fuck happened? During the judges... Oh, no, 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 no. During the judges' critiques, they asked, this, um, they asked Pink Pussy Energy, which was the losing group. Okay, damn it. Am I doing an episode review? Am I doing an episode review? Fuck it. I'm doing a little mini review. Episode three only, though. I, that's the only thing that y'all getting from me. Point blank, period. So, um, you got two groups. You got Sex Bomb, the Sex Bomb Girls, and then Pink Pussy Energy. The Sex Bomb Girls won. The Sex Bomb Girls had Brigading... Marina Summers, Lady Morgana, um, Brigadine, Marina Summers, Lady Morgana, Venus Lux, and Tering. They won. Tering won the the individual though, off stage. Then you got Pink Pussy Energy. That is Precious Paul and Nicole, Zillowet, uh, Precious Paul and Nicole, Zillowet. Precious Paul Nicole, Zillowette, Gigi Era, um, the remainder of the cast. We'll just say that. <laughs> the remainder of the cast was in Pink Pussy Energy. But Mama Pow asked the who should go home tonight and why. And the runway theme was China, which is um, Filipino for... I think baby zombie or something like that, or like baby vampire or some some shit like that. And baby, they came out and they came through with the runway. I might be gonna get into that because we'll be here for another thirty minutes. But Mama Pow asked the question, "Who should go home tonight and why?" And everyone said Gigi except for Gigi. Gigi said Zillowet, but he she said when I think of Chanak, I think of Chanak. And not holding a china. And baby, <laughs> the fucking judges panel started keying in Zillowet face. I was so mad. Like, why would y'all just break character like that? But yeah, 
That is Drag Race Philippines. Um, no spoilers. I'm not going to say who's in the bottom two for any of the episodes. But yeah. Drag Race Philippines is easily top three international franchises. Not even in order. Like, easily, 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 easily going to be the highest rated international franchise of all time. By the time this season is over, you just fucking wait. So, yeah. That's just that. That's just that on this episode. Honestly, girlfriends, this episode probably going to be like 40 minutes. 40 minutes. I'm cool with that because it's been a, it's been like two months, two months, 2020. That's two episodes in one. That's two episodes in one and I didn't even really talk about nothing. So, um, without further ado, um, do, do I have a, I, yo, bro, like literally I haven't done standard definition in so long that I really forgot. Do I have a signing off message? Do I say to y'all? Um, oh no, y'all be great. Yeah. Bye. Like, absolutely fuck that. I cannot believe I was about to sign off and not talk about the thing that fucking made me mad the most today. Kim Petra's album got fucking leaked. Not today, but five days ago. I follow her on Twitter. She follows me on Twitter. I get all her Twitter notifications. Why didn't I? I'm in the Kim Petra's Twitter community. Why? 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 Fuck you, Republic Records. Go stream problematic wherever you stream your leaked um your leaked um artists music it's on soundcloud you can get it online somewhere kim petrus wants you guys to stream this leaked project make room for our newer projects because we don't even know what's going to give with republic they might drop her from the label because she's really really giving it on twitter right now like she's really giving it up against her record label and girl but y'all already know my favorite song. Well, y'all don't know, but my favorite song from the project is Hit It From The Back because I let you hit it from the back before you break my heart. And now I'm done.